welcome to another episode of Alex and Cody's Excellent Recordings. What's the deal with the DC Universe? Welcome to this week's episode of Alex and Cody's Excellent Recordings. It's been a while since our last episode. Um, I think we did the E3 press conference reviews and all that, and then we kind of have been on vacation the last few weeks, but we're excited to get back at it. We're excited to really dive back into all the new the new news and all of the San Diego Comic-Con stuff that's going to be coming up. But uh, before we do that, mm-hmm. we're going to kind of just talk about a few things that we've been into recently, what we've been going over, and we're really excited to talk about some of those things. So Alex, what, uh, what things have you been reading slash watching slash playing? Oh man, I've been like playing and doing a lot. Um, let me think here. I guess the most recent thing that has come out that I've been playing and actually reviewing a little bit uh, is the Crew Two, which is that new racing game where you can like it's like speed boats and uh, airplanes, and it's also got um, some driving elements in it. I'm not a huge like racing guy. Like I, I like them, but I don't play them like annually, or I'm not like a Forza guy or anything like that. But I've been playing the Crew too. And I actually kind of am enjoying it. Um, it's kind of had some mediocre reviews from other game companies and stuff like that. But uh, whenever I've been playing, I've kind of enjoyed it. I will say it's incredibly cheesy. Um, like you, you kind of want like a game where you're like a street racer or you're doing off-road racing to be kind of extreme and cool. But like literally the entire focus of the game is like gaining social media <laughs> followers. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you do a stunt, like if you like ride off a cliff and land into a drift or something, it shows like not like points, but like your followers go up. So I'm kind of like, that's a little, that's really cheap. Can you, uh, (laughs) can you dab while, while driving? (laughs) I bet like there's going to be a point. I I'm honestly like pretty sure. Like, uh, I got through the first like two cutscenes. And I couldn't do it. So now I just skip every single cutscene and just play the missions because they're so cringy and weird. And it's like a 40 year old guy are supposed to be like, hey, bro, uh, what's up, fam? Let's get these social media followers, you know, do this trick and uh, you'll be uh, trending on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, gosh, it's you know, uh, I'm so done with it. And you, like, you pay for your cars with Bitcoin and all. it's like so like trendy and like it's kind of like the old um tony hawk pro skater games where like they had the old nokia phones and stuff or you know it kind of gives me that vibe that in like 10 years this game's gonna look so old school it's it's got like that uh it's got like that whole what old people think young people talk like yes stereotype sort to it yeah that's really funny that is exactly yeah, it's it's an Ubisoft game, and they're kind of guilty of that. With I, I think Watch Dogs Two is kind of like that too, where it's like they're trying so hard to be trendy and, and relevant. So, yeah. Other than that, it's a fun racing game, and it's kind of cool. That's like a massive multiplayer, and um, I, I'm into it. It's pretty cool. But yeah, is there anything that you've been uh, watching or playing? Um, I've been or anything I've been like into that? a few things. I've been on my I've been on my break from school over the last few weeks, so I've really been reading nice. some more comics recently. I just I've been oh, reading nice. the second omnibus of Hellboy, which are just fantastic comics. Uh, of course, I know you're you're kind of kind of familiar with them, but the they just recently released the omnibuses actually the last couple months, and they're really reasonably priced from Dark Horse. I think it's they're about four hundred fifty pages each, and they sell for about twenty bucks on Amazon. 
So yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, it's awesome. it's a really great deal for all you're getting. So I don't I don't know if anyone out there is uh, interested in reading and getting away from either Marvel or DC, but uh, Hellboy is a really great option. It kind of reads like it almost reads like uh, classical literature in style. Like it doesn't it mm-hmm. it, it does kind of feel like a superhero superhero series, but it almost all it almost kind of reads like Paradise Lost or something like that. Just in its substance, because I mean, there, yeah. there, there's heavy use of lore and things like that. So it just has that feel to it. It has that like classical, and like the, the art is just it, it's got that it's got like that same feel to it. So it just has like this. It's it's a great. I'll say this: it's a great comic for people who don't think they'll like comics. Maybe people, maybe people yeah. that are like really yeah. into just like straight up reading novels, classical literature, that sort of thing. I think it'd be a great entry point into the medium for those sorts of people. Yeah, and I'd say it's a good recommendation for people that think like, think of like a traditional view of comics, you know, and they're like, oh, that's not my thing because they're kind of just yeah. superhero stories that are all encapsulated into these little linear yeah. plot lines and stuff. And I think like showing them Hellboy and in being able to show them that there's like some kind of like literature level to it. Um, It's kind of cool. I I think it stands up there with like the, you know, huge, I guess I say like library comics because they're the ones that are time. Uh, And kind of similar to that. I've been reading Sandman volume four season of the mists, which is very, very, very similar in that regards as far as tone and feel, feel goes. And of course DC announced they're going to be bringing a uh, Sandman universe comic in back into running. So that should be exciting because there's a lot of really interesting characters within Sandman that I think they could explore. For those of you who aren't familiar with Sandman, it is a Vertigo series. It's technically set within the DC universe, but the main character being, you know, Sandman, he doesn't really have a ton of interaction with a lot of the DC characters. Occasionally he will, but it's mostly he's part of a group called the Endless, which are, they're not, they're not, they're not deities. They're, it's it's really hard to de- hard hard to describe but he he is in control of dreaming and like the whole the whole dream realm um and it's really interesting to see him interact with the world around him uh and different things that he has to do for those for those who aren't familiar with it but uh that one is that one is a little bit more um mature than a lot than a lot more others it's a lot deeper so mm-hmm. I, it's it's not something i'd probably recommend for children even a lot of teenagers because it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's very very. Uh, how do I put this? Um, it, it deals with some very heavy themes. So so yeah. I mean, and honestly, like it, it, it's it's not like it's it doesn't read like a superhero comic, even though it's set within the DC universe. It's it's very similar to Hellboy in the respect that it feels it does feel like more along the lines of classical literature than it does reading a comic book. But again, that, that, that would definitely be a great one. I mean, I, I know that's generally considered one of the best comics ever written. So, mm. yeah, I, w- I would say so. so that, yeah. That's definitely one for people who, you know, I, I know there's still like a, a large sect of the world that thinks, eh, comic books, not really my thing. But I think, I think that's like a good entry point for, pe- for people like that who are just very skeptical mm-hmm. about comic books as a medium and comic books contributing to art and literature as, as a style. 
So no, I agree. I totally think so. So yeah. So that's yeah. that's really what I've been reading a lot recently. Um, I also I also am reading or I have volume six of uh, DMZ, but I I, have, I, haven't, I haven't gotten around to reading that yet. So, but I'm but I'm looking forward nice, to reading nice. that. Other than that, did you see? Uh, sorry, did you see that uh, Robert Kirkman released a comic yesterday oh, yes. or Wednesday? Complete uh, surprise. Yeah, I read it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. die die. It's die. really good. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What's a? You, really you want to give it. us a brief synopsis of it? Just kind of like the concept, not like sure not spoiler um, or anything like that, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like it starts out kind of ambiguous. Um, so I think it's planning to kind of build a really cool kind of world or story. Um, it's not really clear how many issues he's trying to do out of it, um, but I really enjoyed it. It's kind of like a story about the government and kind of like how basically like there's people that do the dirty work for senators mm. and government officials. And so it follows a couple of those different people, but it's like ultra violent and uh, the art's really great. And it's a really fun read too. I, I like comics that can be kind mm-hmm. of ambiguous and out there, but also I can track with it at the same time. Like if I feel if I feel really lost in the first issue of a comic, I kind of am yeah. negative towards it a little bit. But uh, but this one, it's like I can see a lot of pieces moving at the same time, but I understand what's going on. So yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think the next issue is coming out fairly soon. Um, so yeah, well, I think that, I really enjoy. I think that, that definitely has stuff. to. I think that's definitely a mark of a good comic series and a good comic writer is being able to to establish a, a almost a whole universe within a single issue, so that people kind of know what's going mm-hmm. on, and then also create an interesting draw as well. And it's it, it's something that's like yeah, super super definitely. important for for a first issue because. I mean, I mean, you know how first issue numbers go, especially with, especially with indie comics. Like if you don't get if you don't get someone hooked on that first issue, then more than likely they're not going to, they're not going to be picking up anything after that. Unless, 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 unless the, unless the writer is super, super well known. Um, I mean, of, of course, Robert Kirkman, he can, he can do that. He can just, he can just release a random comic without telling anybody about it. People buy it. I mean, Robert Kirkman's yeah. written, written some yeah. really great stuff. So of course, you know, he can do that. But uh, I know for a lot of, a, a lot of other, you know, indie, indie writers, um, e- even, even some people that work for, for image for for a few of these other smaller companies like like it is just so important to be able to establish that universe and also to and also to create something interesting within that first issue and to have it make sense absolutely so absolutely yeah um other than that really the only the only other things i've been doing recently is my the wife and i we started to go through which we've wanted to do this for a long time. We've 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 kind of been going through and looking at a lot of the the best picture winners. We want to go through and look at all the best picture winners uh, ever since the Oscars have been around. So we've kind of been doing that. So we've gotten through a few of those, and that's been that's been really good. Um, we watched that's the cool. King's Speech the, the other night, uh, which great movie. It, it, don't get me wrong, it was it was very fantastic, and I absolutely love the movie. But I'm still bitter that it mm-hmm. that it beat out Inception for best picture. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those movies that I think if it were released this year, it wouldn't. It's a really well made, well acted movie, but I just don't really see it as like you know that yeah. high level. Like if you compare like Darkest Hour to it, which is it's a different movie for sure, but like 
uh, kind of like telling the story of a person through a process. It's kind of like, yeah. I don't know. It's a real, I think it's a really great movie. I wouldn't pick it for yeah. best picture though. But yeah. I, I and do we'll, really we'll kind like of table it. this discussion for another time. Cause I do want to do like a specifically film episode, um, but that's not really what we've got planned for today, but we will table that discussion for another time. Cause I'd yeah. love to, as we go through this kind of just talk and discuss some of these best picture winners from over the years. So um, there's actually, there's actually, if you go to Amazon, Warner brothers has a pack and it's all of the Warner brothers, best picture films that have ever won. And it's like 20 movies. And it's only like, I think it's like 30 bucks, something like that. It's like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. So it's really, it's really not a bad price at all. I I believe it's, I believe it's all DVD, but I mean, a lot of the movies are going to be older movies anyways. So it's not like, it's not like I need the yeah. Blu-ray 4K version of, you know, of Kramer versus yeah. Kramer, you know. <laughs> and for yeah. the bulk of just being able to have it. Now, for some of those, like, I would like something like that. Place. Like, I have the 4K copy of uh, Lawrence of Arabia, and that's just yes. that's just mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. But, I mean, that movie was known for its yeah. cinematography and its, and its film editing. So mm-hmm. that, one, that, that one's a little different. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so that's kind of that's what we've been up to. Um other than that, not a not a whole lot else. I haven't been doing a ton of gaming recently. I've I've, I've kind of been trying to read a few, read a bit more comics and watch some more some more movies. Um, really, the only thing I've been playing is the wife and I have been playing uh, a little bit of Destiny Two here and there together. Um, and I've been playing a little bit of Battlefield yeah. here and there. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind that's kind of kind of what I've been up to in, in, over the break. Is there is there anything else that you that you've been up to? Anything like that? Yeah, real fast. I'll just talk about some movies I saw. Um, I saw. I'll, I'll pick out two movies. I've been seeing a lot of movies, but two that really stuck out to me and I think are really good. Um, I saw American Animals, which is a kind of indie film. I have. have you heard it was funded by Movie Pass, actually. I believe. Yes. Yes. So it's like a like mixed documentary film about um, a group of college kids who attempt to steal this art book from their uh, college. So it's like a sealed off classical work of art. I think it's like estimated at like $10 million or something like that. And so it's the process of them trying to do it. And it's like a completely true story. And the editing is some of the best I've ever seen. I mean, it's kind of like on that, like Mm -hmm. Edgar Wright level uh, mixed with like, it's like really flashy, but like, um, the acting is amazing. The the seamless transitions of like it being a, a actual just kind of like feature film and a documentary uh, is so perfect. And it's never I don't think it's ever been done as interesting and as dynamic. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's in my top five this entire year. Um, and I hope it gets some recognition and, and uh, gets what it deserves because I think it's a really excellent movie. Uh, the other movie that I saw is I was actually kind of freaked out to see it. I waited weeks to see it because it looked so disturbing. Um, but I heard so many good reviews and people kind of talking about it and, and things like that. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go see it by myself. And so I went and saw it by myself. I went and saw Hereditary because literally none of my friends wanted to go see it with me because they were like, no, I, I don't think so. That, that was me. I'm so, in that category. There's no way I'm watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched it. I think it's an amazing movie. Um, I think Tony Collette, who's the mother in the film, if she's not nominated for Best Actress, I think it's a travesty. I mean, she is so, so good in this movie. Um, a lot of the acting hmm. is incredible. The cinematography is maybe the best I've seen this year. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's 
you would think it's just like a conjuring type movie or whatever, but it's very thoughtful. It's very um, well written, well directed, well shot. I mean, it's just all around a great movie. It's kind of slow mm. and it takes its time. There's no jump scares, which I really appreciate. It's just eerie. It's very eerie. Uh, but I will say in the, the end, you're just like, oh man, get me out of here. This is just like horrendous. So yeah, <laughs> in a good way, I guess, for the movie, like it accomplishes what it was trying to do. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than um, I was expecting to. And what's great about it, I will say this, if anybody listening is interested in seeing it and they're kind of putting it off, the trailer um, purposefully misleads you very well. It's an excellent trailer because it gets you interested in the movie, but also throws you off completely. So uh, if you think from the trailer, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, it's typical. Just go see it because then it's going to kind of you know, exceed your expectations. A24 has a history of doing that because they did that with It Comes at Night as well. Where the advertisement for it was a lot, it was a lot different than the actual tone and the actual theme of the film. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of nice, you know, with yeah. the whole, you yeah. know, trailer. I know common complaint about trailers, which you know, I, I personally, I, I do not believe this is that trailers reveal too much. Because I mean, even if you look back, mm-hmm. going all the way back to Seven Samurai, the trailer for Seven Samurai yeah. that before premiered in theaters like literally gave away the entire plot and who died. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't think that's yeah. a modern thing. I think yeah. that's been, I think that's just constantly been something that's, that's always been around. Yeah. And I think you're like, you know, I hate it in a way because like some movies, I just, it kind of takes mm-hmm. away my desire to see it. If I've already, if I watch a trailer, I'm like, Oh, well, like, like I, I haven't seen Jurassic world fallen kingdom yet because it's like that second trailer came out and I feel like I've seen the entire movie now. Like, and, and I already kind of was like not really into seeing that movie. So seeing that trailer kind of like was the final nail in the coffin for me a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if I really am excited for a movie, I'll watch like, half of the one trailer and i'm like yeah. okay i'm sold and then i stop and i don't really watch anything else unless well, like, i almost I'm in the theater but, i almost feel uh, like if a, yeah. if a trailer is truly good it won't give it purposely won't give away the entire plot i mean how many exactly. like truly just astounding great movies gave away the entire plot in the trailer yeah exactly you know what i mean, you know, you know what I, mean? Yeah. I feel like a i lot, think that the force awakens yeah. trailer was really oh yeah good definitely at doing but that. i think a lot of movies yeah like either middle of the road or middle of middle of the road or just poor movies. I think those ones are typically the ones that give away the entire plot. So if I see if I see a trailer yeah. and I watch it and, and I'm like, well, that's the entire plot right there, then usually that that to me is not a good sign. Now, now that's that's not mm-hmm. all. That's not definitely not always the case. But I mean, just as a general rule yeah. of thumb, like if I'm on the edge of, edge about seeing something, that's usually. Usually, pretty, yeah, pretty good rule of thumb. And I feel like it's a lot of this. Yeah, I feel like a lot. It's a lot of like, kind of. I think it'd be frustrating as a director whenever the studio's like, "Well, we're not sure if this is going to sell well, so we need to like, you know, because like usually the director has no input in trailer mm-hmm. and marketing, so it's just kind of a bummer whenever I think, or like I hate mismarketing. Like Annihilation was made out to be like this huge action movie, which yeah. it's not at all, and and so it's kind of like you know, it's tricky. Oh, yeah. It's tricky, but yeah, definitely. That being said, hereditary. It's, it's right. good. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what we've been into into here recently. This week we're yeah. gonna kind of talk, lean a little bit more in the DC direction. DC has been having a lot of big announcements over the last few weeks. 
Um, just just to kind of give you a preview, uh, they announced a lot more details on their DC Universe streaming service. There's some big news with Jeff Johns. They got some big stuff coming up for San Diego Comic Con, some comic stuff. And my personally, what I think is is one of the most interesting things is that they announced a Hoquin Phoenix Joker movie being produced by Martin Scorsese. So. Yeah, that That's one, crazy. we'll get to that one a little bit. I kind of want to build up to that one because I have quite a bit that I want to say about this. Yeah. But we'll just we'll just kind of start off with some, some of this more minor news. This this is pretty a pretty interesting move by DC, and it's really unfortunate that it hasn't paid off. But over the last, I believe, about month or so, they've been having specific comics, 100-page comics, available at Walmart. And, and, hmm. and I'm talking like with really good writers. Um Ryan Michael Bendis, Tom King, um, oh man, I can't, I can't remember the third one for the life of me. But I mean, but I mean, we're just talking like really, really good writers that they've got to do these comics specifically available at Walmart. The problem is though, across hmm. the board, Walmart is just like shoving these like in the back of their stores with like Pokemon trading cards, and so nobody's buying yeah. them. Yeah, I have no idea. that's exactly my point. If they had these like little booths set up by where you buy, like where, where you check out, buy the magazines, things like that, I feel like they would be a huge success. And I, and I, I remember yeah. seeing a complaint about this that, oh, this is going to harm comic book stores. But I think that's, that's absolutely not true. Because if, if you look at the kind mm-hmm. of like if buying a comic at Walmart is, usually, is in my mind going to be a gateway to get people into comics. Most of the people that shop, most of the exactly. people that are going to be tempted to buy that at Walmart are would never set foot into a comic book store any other way. But I mean, if you get them yeah. into comics that way, it becomes it becomes a really effective tool to expand the market. So I, I applaud what they're doing. It just really stinks that that Walmart has just absolutely not cared about it at all. I almost wish it was a different retailer. You know, put it in Target, something like that. But uh, yeah, how Walmart yeah. has handled it, even though it is a great concept, great idea, is just terrible. Yeah, and I, I I'm excited that that that's kind of happening. That kind of people aren't giving up on comic yeah. books, you know. Um, and it seems like it can go either two ways. It's like, well, people just like the movies and comics kind of shrivel away, or uh, a whole new which I think is the way it's going to go is like a whole new group of people are going to become interested in hobbies that are pertaining to comics. And it's like, I think that there's a lot of opportunity there and yeah, a lot more people walk into a Walmart than a comic book store. And I I think a lot with like kids too, like a lot of kids will be like, Oh, like this is Iron Man and Captain America. And you know, they're not going to comic book stores with their parents, but they're walking around Walmart looking at toys and stuff. It's like, I think it could get a whole new generation of these younger Mm -hmm. kids into comics that maybe had, because like if you really like if you're going around normal places, you don't really run across yeah. comics um, unless you're like at a books oh, yeah. a million or something. But uh, yeah, it's really cool. That that's oh yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, m- moving on from that, of course, they've got San Diego Comic Con coming up next week, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of really good discussions about that. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. They've got a lot of really cool stuff. Just a few of the things that have been confirmed. They confirmed that they're going to be showing the first Shazam trailer, the first Aquaman trailer. Mm-hmm. They're going to be showing a trailer for Young Justice. And this is speculation, but I imagine since it's coming out in January, we're going to see first trailer for Hellboy as well. Of those four, oh, yeah. which oh. one are you most excited about? 
uh, Hellboy for sure. I think that yeah. it's going to be really good. Um, I think the casting is great for for Hellboy. Um, I think it's going to be a cool. I mean, I I hope it's tonally really yeah. like awesome. Well, I mean, you know, like I hope it's not too like yeah. actiony and like oh well, like I'm I you know I want actiony, but I just yeah. don't want it to be too like. Well, I mean, it's rated you know. R, so I'm assuming that it's going to be going completely tonally different than the Ron Perlman movies. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like I mean, the Ron Perlman movies. There's nothing. I think there's nothing. There's definitely nothing cool. wrong with them. I mean, they're entertaining movies, but it's almost they're almost a bit too yeah. light for Hellboy. Yeah, hmm. and Hellboy can go so much deeper and, and yeah. more. You know, it can be a lot more yeah. than yeah. what yeah. it was. And that's something. Like Ron Perlman was a fantastic Hellboy. But but I am really excited excited to see David Harbour's take on it. I think he's going to just knock it out of the park, just from the pictures I've seen from it so yeah. far. I'm really really excited about that. Yeah. But I mean, all these other trailers, like I'm super yeah. pumped for all of these. Young Justice, that is my favorite, mm-hmm. my favorite DC animated show, probably my favorite superhero show altogether. And I'm really excited for season three of that. Aquaman, from what I've been hearing around some of the some of the film festivals that they've been premiering some of these trailers at some of these cinema reveals is that the trailer looks really, really good. That it almost feels like, like the cinematography almost feels like Blade Runner underwater. I believe the one I I know, I know, I know (laughs) that it sounds, it sounds way too good to be true, but, but from what I've been hearing and I've been following this pretty closely is that it's going to be, it's going to be pretty, the trailer is going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see it. I mean, if it's getting that hyped up, like I'm, I'm interested, but if it's like the underwater parts in justice league, just no, well, they're taking, well, they're taking a completely different direction than the underwater scenes they did with, with justice league. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what James Wan is doing with that movie. And it's also going to be interesting to me seeing how he takes, and how he incorporates his directing style into Swamp Thing because he's directing the first episode of Swamp Thing for DC streaming service. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm and then the of that. course the last one is Shazam. Shazam, I'm I'm really mm-hmm. excited for. Like it's one of those ones that's mm-hmm. kind of just like I feel like is on the back of everyone's mind. But I mean, they released the first image, the first official image for it the other day, and it really looks like they're really going to be yeah. getting the tone and just feel of Shazam, and I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I like I I love Shazam. Um, Jeff Smith has a, a run of Shazam that I really 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 love because Jeff Smith's one of my favorites. Um, I think the movie could be good. I'm not hating it, um, but my fear is is that DC is going to say, okay, well we need a funny movie, so let's like let's do a Shazam and just make it a, a huge comedy, which is okay. Like I mean that's mm-hmm. what Marvel's doing right now. But I think that there might be a pressure on DC to do that. And so it might outcome as trying too hard. Uh, But, you know, if they have in the right hands and the right actors and it can definitely come off right. So I think I'm not I'm not hating it yet. I just am. I'm like interested in how they're going to honestly to me, it looks more like it's going to be a a coming of age tale more than anything else, which Mm -hmm. I think is exciting. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to see how these new genres are forming within the superhero genre. Uh, and I know I talk about this a lot, but whether you've got Hellboy, whether you've got, you know, the upcoming Venom movie, uh, you want to look at Logan, of course, is another one. 
it's really interesting to kind of, kind of see them expand the genre. And I think that's really what they're trying to do. And I think as evidence kind of that's, that, that's what they're trying to do is this whole announcing a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Like, I think that just mm-hmm. shows that they're trying to, they don't want to do just like similar tone, similar style movies for everything. I think that they're trying to branch out from that and trying to do something different, which is awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy that they're yeah. pulling these names uh, to make movies like Martin yeah. Scorsese. It's like, what on earth? Yeah. Like, how do they get him? And and even like uh, it, Steven Spielberg doing the. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Oh, man. Is it's it like Thunderbirds of Prey? But it's it's, and I should know this too. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's such a random oh, yeah. movie to make with Steven Spielberg, but I think it's cool. I mean, it's an awesome move, I think, for for DC to kind of be like, okay, well, Marvel's got its thing down where everything kind of is in synergy together, and DC's kind of like, you know, hey, let's let's like get yeah. crazy with it, you know. And I, I think that's well. A cool and see, and here's the thing. Take. Now, this is just me personally, and and you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not taking a dig at Marvel at all here at all. But personally, like when it comes to my preferences for movies. I would rather have one, two, three movies that are multi-Oscar contenders that are just like absolutely amazing films than have an entire cinematic universe of enjoyable movies. Yeah. I, and the thing is, is like, I, I agree. My thing is, is are we in a place yet where, I mean, it, I feel like we've never really seen, except for Dark Knight, um, a movie that can really hit that mm-hmm. note so well, you know, I, so I would make an I would make an uh, argument. It's not technically a superhero film, but a history of violence is, is a comic oh, film. Yeah, I would argue yeah. that one did as well. But again, that's not, it's, it's technically a vertigo yeah. series and it's not technically like superhero. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think black Panther is going to get some stuff this Oscar round just cause that was so talked about in yeah. the last Oscars, which I, necessarily i don't necessarily think it deserves it but it's kind of going to be interesting to see how that will break a mold yeah. sort of uh in the world of i think i the think, oscars and i and think you could definitely do one for costume design yeah costume design uh would be great uh soundtrack i, I could see you know yeah even even uh screenplay or you know something like yeah. that would be um possible as well um so yeah i, I don't know yeah it'd but, be interesting I, I'd even throw a bone at Michael B. Jordan if there is a light year yeah. in supporting actors. Yeah. You know? Wait, would he be considered yeah. would he be supporting or would he be he'd be actor in a leading role though? Oh well, come well, on. He's sorry. longer though. He's sorry. a bad guy. Totally got totally yeah, yeah, got yeah. him reversed. But yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I I would I would I, I would agree yeah. with that. I, I I think if I think you're right. If it is if it is if it is a I think he, he may get nominated nominated regardless of of how strong it is this year, but if it is if it is a if it is a weaker year, I do agree. I do think he could win Best Supporting Actor. And that's not to say he didn't do it. It's not to say he didn't do an excellent job. He did, but it's just the timing of it all. Movies that release early in the year usually don't win Oscars. Yeah, and we haven't even seen the Oscar yeah. caliber movies yet yeah. necessarily. There's a couple, yeah, but the, we haven't the December, seen the full the, the, the November, rap, December, <laughs> January movies. So yeah, so it's yeah. it's a because I mean there's a lot of I mean look at uh I mean Black Klansman has got a, a lot of hype surrounding it I think there's going to be some good some yeah. good supporting actor noms from that.
but I mean, it's it's really just up in the air. Yeah. But kind of going back to this uh, this this whole Hakeem Phoenix Joker movie, I am so excited about this. Personally, I think Hakeem Phoenix is one of the best actors in the industry today. He's very selective mm-hmm. about his roles, which I think is a good sign. I think that's a, that's a very good sign that he chose this movie because it it shows that he mm-hmm. that he really really likes what Todd Phillips is doing with this. And actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and read read something that was just released today actually about why he kind of chose this role. He says, I take a lot of time and consideration when making decisions and what I'm going to work on always. So in some ways, the process, which is obviously reading a script and meeting a filmmaker and then continuing to have meetings and discussions with Todd Phillips, who of course is the director Phoenix shared with, with Collider. I think he's very impressive and he seems to have a very interesting understanding of this world and what he's trying to say. And so there is something very appealing about that and working with him on this particular project. It feels unique. It is its own world in some ways, and maybe mostly it scares the expletive out of me or something. It might as well be the thing that scares you most. End quote. That to me is really, really exciting. Like to see, and especially with yeah. with with Martin Scorsese having his hand in this as well. I know, I, just just from reading some of the comments on this, a, a lot of people are thinking, oh, they're just having Martin Scorsese as a, as a name draw. But but that just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Martin Scorsese has never been a name draw for big juggernaut fil- films. I mean, I mean, look at Silence. Yeah. He directed that film, and that film made just a little over ten million dollars. So I mean, even just yeah. having him as a producer, I don't think that shows that it's just as a name draw. I think that shows that they're genuinely putting a lot of thought and a lot of effort into this movie. Yeah, I mean. I- it's it's interesting and i think it's cool that there are people like him that are you know bringing out uh, a different voice you know I, we see the james gunn and the you know uh what what td and all them guys um but we don't really see these kinds of people kind of speaking out for these movies so i think it is like we're gonna see some different changes in the next couple of years in terms of like mm-hmm. what type of movie uh, is well, and and what I'm kind of hoping sure. to see out of this is to see a kind of similar to to a Goodfellas kind of rise to insanity of the Joker. Seeing that yeah, have have him cool. establish as uh, I'm 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 thinking they're going to go the Killing Joke route, have him as a failed comedian, and kind of show his his uh, kind of de- either rise to insanity or descent into insanity, whatever whatever way you want to look at it. If they did it kind of similar to uh, "There Will Be Blood" and how they and how they did that with that character, mm-hmm. seeing seeing that set within a superhero mm-hmm. universe, I think would be absolutely phenomenal. So I am hundred percent on board with this. Yeah. Which and and this is this is a pretty unpopular opinion. I would have been I would have been on board with the Jared Leto Joker movie. I can't do it. I don't like the Jared Leto Joker. Here's the thing. Here's no the more. thing. And, and I know that's like a super popular opinion, but but regardless of of that opinion, I mean, the man is he is an Oscar winning actor. He is he yeah. is a good actor. I think having him in a terribly written movie where he was only in for ten minutes was a terrible idea. If they actually gave him a good script to work with and gave him his own movie, I would be ecstatic to see it. Yeah, I mean, I would because be here's the thing, interested. Here's the thing. A bad actor has never won the Oscars. There's lots of good actors that don't, yeah. but a bad one never has. It's true. I got I mean, 
it's going to be interesting to see if you know what they yeah. do with him because I've heard I've heard stuff that he's yeah. still in the universe. They're just see uh, even though Suicide Squad was really it. terrible, it made quite a bit of money. It did, and it and, did. That, and I there's. there's I, I, I attribute a lot of that to the marketing. The marketing for that movie was incredible. Oh, that trailer was so high. Like, I got so excited. I saw it the night I got engaged. That's how excited I was for that movie. I was like, I know we just got engaged. Like, let's go see Ooh. Suicide Squad, babe. Like, oh, it looks man. so awesome. And then we were in the theater. I was like, the oh, freak man. is this movie, man. Like, At least I made one good decision tonight. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but yeah so i'm really excited to see and if this if this if it does if it does turn out well if the queen phoenix joker movie does turn out well i'm really interested to see if they keep on doing similar offshoot movies like that doing these 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 movies that aren't necessarily tied to a universe but are kind of their own thing because i feel like there's a lot of room for that within superheroes there's a lot of area where you could make these really cool stories that don't necessarily have anything to do with the regular universe I think it's kind of like a literal translation to comics and movies. It's like Marvel is kind of, it has some, it definitely has some crazy plot lines and, and uh, some really like dark places it goes occasionally, but it's mainly kind of like a solid, you know, um, run, uh, you know, most Marvel comics and stuff. But DC has always been like the kind of um, explorative kind of uh, creators and they always have these really weird and dark mm-hmm. timelines and dykes i mean uh, dark st- story plots and all that kind of stuff so it's kind of like it's translating from comics to here you know you get those weird like vertigo um mm-hmm. you know moments and uh you get those killing jokes on long halloweens and i think that dc is really thinking like hey let's let's do this for our, our uh, film franchise oh, too yeah yeah definitely i i 100 agree um, real quick before we go, because I know yeah. I know you've got to get going here soon. Uh, I do want to briefly touch on this: the DC Universe streaming that was announced. They did release yeah. more details on it. They announced that indeed that it will include a curated section of comics and as well as movie shows that rotate, uh, as well as the comics. Comics are going to be rotating, and then also, of course, the uh, TV series that they've got going on with each of these. With those being Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Young Justice, and Harley Quinn. Hmm. Did uh, what? What are your what are your thoughts on all this? I think it's really cool. I I think that it's a great move for them to get like. I think it's gonna make your DC fans happy, and all the people that are just looking for something new on streaming and and interested, it will definitely hit that note for them. Uh, some shows I'm more excited for than others. I'm I'm really excited for the Doom Patrol series. I, I think that could be really cool. I hope that they just kind of go all mm-hmm. out with it and uh, don't try to mo- like, don't try to uh, soften it for a regular audience. Uh, I hope it's kind of like a Legion esque yeah. thing where they just kind of let loose on all their yeah. crazy sides <laughs> and just throw it out there. Um, and I hope Swamp Thing is really um, kind of more retrospective and uh, and also kind of embodies its yeah. own tone. You know, those two I'm the most well, excited for. I think Titans is going to be more straightforward, but I think it looks cool. Well, I will say I I did. I don't know if you saw this a few months ago, but they had the some of the audition tapes were released, and it was some pretty it was some pretty Mm. coarse language that gives me it gives me a lot of hope for the Doom Patrol series that it's going to be that it's that it's going to be a lot more a lot more mature. Personally, I think I think what all this is going to boil down to is if it's a success or not is price point. 
because true. they don't have un- unfortunately and and this 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 kind of bummed me out a little bit i'm still i'm still super interested but they don't have the kind of marvel unlimited like entire backlog of comics it's going to be it's going to mm. like it's going to rotate starting so so that for me is i was like eh, I, I don't know how i feel about that luckily they've luckily they're not just doing comics they've got they've got tv shows that they're going to be doing um, movies as well they're going to be bringing back a lot of their old animated shows i know they're putting the they they remastered the batman the animated series bruce tim series in the hd they'll be putting that on the streaming service so that'll be that'll be exciting to see but i think really when it comes to success i think really it's just going to boil down to price point i mean how much do you think that they should charge monthly for this like what would you pay honestly i think starting out like i think i think i think between seven ninety nine and nine ninety nine, because they don't have a whole lot of original content on there right now, and with it being a curated list yeah. of comics, I don't expect it to be a lot more than that. I, I could I could be yeah. wrong on that, but just from what they've said, they're going to be offering. I don't think it's going to be a super super, or at least it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be super expensive. Yeah, it's going to be hard to justify all that while competing against uh netflix yeah you know which has like hundreds of their original shows and a lot that are really really excellent so yeah it's gonna be interesting i'm excited i'll try it out you know i think i'm gonna get my free month or whatever whenever they do it and uh check out some of the shows um but uh yeah i mean it's cool i I like these that there's all these different streaming services Mm -hmm. and um Maybe Marvel will make a well. I think probably the Disney. Whenever Disney releases their streaming, that's where Marvel's going to be at yeah. home. You know? Yeah, I, I, def- uh, but, I definitely agree with that. Um, one yeah. one thing that I thought was interesting: DC did a press release the the other day about uh, what they're going to be showcasing at San Diego Comic Con. They talk about they're going to be uh, they're going to have like a setup of Dick Grayson's loft from Teen Titans, the the lab mm-hmm. from Doom Patrol, the swamps of Swamp Thing. Uh, the Very cool. Watchtower from Young Justice, the Chaos Room from Harley Quinn. But then after that, they talk about Court of Owls. Interesting. So that, I think, is really, really interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to be doing a live-action Batman series that they're going to announce at Comic-Con. That'd be awesome. Because, I mean, it's, it, it was just... And this was officially like straight from DC Comics. It was weird to have all of these specific tv show things from their streaming service and it just throw court of owls in there randomly that is very so that makes me kind of speculate a little bit kind of put my tinfoil hat on so to speak and kind of think maybe they've got a huge announcement and that would do them well like announcing a batman is honestly their biggest draw i mean i know mm-hmm. everyone says batman is overrated but but he is their biggest draw he sells the most comic books he has the most animated series and he has the most movies. He is their financial golden goose. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they announced something like that. I think the I think the Scott Snyder series would actually work really well as 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 a streaming series because mm-hmm. it's not like oh, it's yeah. not like solely bent on action. So you wouldn't have to have like the CGI that you would with, let's say, say a Superman series or something like that. It's something that you totally could yeah. do on a streaming series and do well. Something similar yeah, to say totally. uh, Daredevil. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, Court of Owls is a very interesting plot line that you could go mm-hmm. into. And I think like, I'd even, it'd even be cool to see like 
Um, I know, I think Snyder wrote it, and and uh, not the Court of Owls fifty two run, but he wrote uh, Arkham. It's called the Gates of Ark. No, the Gates of Gotham or something like that. Uh, I have the run, but it's like all about the early, early, early beginning of the Court of Owls hmm. and um, kind of like how Gotham was started. So it's kind of like a. Um, in old school, like in a time of like Sherlock Holmes, okay. basically, but it's about the Court of Owls and, and how, yeah, like the secret society and stuff. So that'd be kind of a cool show too if they did that. Yep. So either of those would be pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm I, either way. I, I, I'm I'm consciously optimistic about it at this point. It's definitely something I'm interested in. So I think really just mm-hmm. if it succeeds or fails, it's going to come down to price point. Yeah, so I agree. All right, I think that should about do it for today. I know, I know you've got to get going. So just want to thank you everyone for listening in. We've had a really, really great time talking about some of the stuff with you. Uh, we'll definitely be next few weeks with, with all the San Diego comic con stuff. We'll definitely be talking that maybe be putting another episode up here next few days. So I really want to talk invincible animated series, voice actors, thing, things I want for that uh, speculation for San Diego comic con, what we're looking forward to about that. So uh, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely be hearing from us soon. We appreciate y'all listening in and uh, have a great evening.